You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis along with... Kathleen Kavorik. And we are live here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the beautiful Black Hills near Rapid City, South Dakota. We are being spoiled here at Terra Sancta. They brought us coffee. We, we also have in-house or in-studio or in-retreat center. I don't know how you'd put it. We have Mike Kudrowski of uh, Real Presence Radio fame, of course. So, Mike. Yes, good morning, uh, Karen and Kathy. Good job this morning. I, I would just like to recognize you on the radio for bringing donuts. Thank you so much for your... <laughs> I am good for something, yes. It's my pleasure. <laughs> for your generous generous nature to bring us donuts here so we can celebrate our first show together. So thank you so much for that, Mike. And didn't Kathy do a great job Oh, it's wonderful. It's a great, it was a great story. And Kathy, thank you for having the courage to tell that story. It's, uh, it's a tremendous. So uh, faith in God uh, can uh, do great things. God is good, and he just leads us step by step in this journey. Indeed. And I... I think it's a great time to introduce our next guest. Yes, I am really happy to welcome Madeline Otteson with us this morning. Are you with us, Madeline? Yes, I'm here. So it's great to hear your voice, and um, I always think it's helpful for people to know a little bit about our guests. Oh, so, of course. Madeline, I'm just going to put you on the spot right from the get-go here. So you, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, I would love to. I'm so excited to be here today, and I've enjoyed hearing um, your radio show this morning. It's just been so fantastic. Um, well, let's see. Um, to start off with, um, I'm just honored to be here to share stories and to, and to also uh, be able to share my love of the Lord. So I'm a cradle Catholic. Um, I'm a native Houstonian. I have um, the oldest of four kids in my family, and I was raised by two amazing parents. I heard your beautiful story, Kathleen, about your, your parents, and I, too, had two amazing parents who really did give me the love of the Lord from my, uh, my earliest uh, years. And... Um, my dad especially was a very influential, um, I guess, groundbreaker partner in my spiritual development. He was always really good at attending retreats every year for his birthday and was a server of the Lord, very active in our church. So anyway, he was just uh, an amazing uh, role model for me, and as well as my mom, um, who I actually developed a stronger relationship in, rela- in, uh, in connection to my spiritual life um, as, as she got older and then came to live with me. And um, I, I uh, think that one of the things that she brought me were just her um, faithfulness to her family. And she always had this little saying that she would say when you say, how are you doing? She would say, oh, well, the Lord has been good to me. And I think that that phrase has just been stuck with me for a long time. And those little things that she said, the devotion she had to her family, both my parents, and as much as they gave to us and served us, I feel like that was such a powerful lesson for me. Um, I I love that, Madeline. Uh, The Lord has been good to me. Just a good thing for all of us to reflect on today, the many ways that the Lord has been good to us. You know, and I just love hearing the way that you honor 
your dad and your mom. And I, I always think of the commandment that that's the one commandment, honor thy father and mother so that all will go well with you in the world. So mm-hmm. kind of important. We got to get that scripture in because it's the feast day of St. Jerome. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that to you because, you know, sometimes we don't always appreciate the amazingness of our parents, or at least I did not. Uh, until they're gone. Both of my parents have died and, and gone on to be with the Lord. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I think back and go, oh, I wish I'd had this moment or that moment or, or been able to just really um, share with them all of the things I loved. I did tell them all the time how much I loved them, but I don't think I appreciated them as much uh, then as I do now, even though I love them dearly. So. Yes, yeah, I know. Uh, certainly during my teenage years, my parents would say I did not appreciate them at all. So I, I am trying to make up for lost time also. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> so so um, how about your family right now? Could you share a little oh. bit about your current family? Yes, yes, I'd love to. So um, I'm the mom of a beautiful 28-year-old daughter. Um, who's married, and um, I will be a grandmother in February. Um, she's an amazing, um, amazing part of my life. I was a single mom for a few years when I first had her, and uh, that's actually a very important part of my story because um, having um, being a single mom and uh, having my daughter uh, at the time I did, really, she helped me discover God's love for me, and I feel like that's been a, a very powerful part of my journey. Um, I, uh, after I, though, after when she was seven, I ended up marrying a wonderful man who uh, took all of us in, just like Joseph took in Mary uh, and baby Jesus. And he's just been, uh, he's the love of my life, and he's truly an amazing man. He's helped me grow in in many, many ways. Um, So I'm very grateful and blessed to have him in my life. That, That is great. Thanks, Madeline. And, and that grandbaby on the way is pretty exciting, too. Oh my goodness! It's just like you know when you're you find out you're finally going to be a grandmother. It is just like a dream come true. I am so excited to be able to walk this journey with my daughter, and so excited just to be able to uh, have the joy of, of that role. So great! I hope I do well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. So, Madeline, you and I have a, a kind of unique connection. Do you, do, you, do you want to tell us a little bit about, um, you know, we're, we're talking about fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit. So I wanted you to share with our listeners a little bit about, um, you know, how, how you went deeper with the Holy Spirit via the called and gifted program that kind of got you launched and, and then maybe share a little bit about how the two of us connected. Yes, I would love to. So I... Um have always been a pretty active member in my church. I, I worked on lots of retreats. I was a catechist. I'm a Eucharistic minister. And so being um, serving the, the Lord through my church has been a really important um, part of my life. Um, but, you know, there was a, I, um, I guess I should start to say that I am also a nurse, and um, I, I have a Ph.D. in nursing, so I teach nursing. So you and I have so many commonalities, but I which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but there was a time, when, especially during COVID, when I was really praying about where God was going to lead me and, and what I wanted to do. And there's a group of ladies in my church who were doing a Bible study. We decided to do it virtually, and we got into this Bible study called Walking with Purpose. 
Uh, it's a fantastic, there's a whole bunch of different uh, Bible studies that this uh, group puts together. The leader is uh, Lisa Brinkmeyer. Um, and anyway, we had gone through the first Bible study, which is called Keeping in Balance, and I, we all were searching for that in our lives. And so as part of that Bible study, um, she referenced um, really encouraging uh, um, people, women, to go and find out what your gifts are, that you can't serve the Lord, you can't really, if you're going to try to find balance in your life and you're just going to try to serve the Lord through that balance, that you need to be able to learn uh, what your gifts are. So she mentioned uh, Catherine of Siena um, called and gifted program. And um, so I went on. I went online and I found the um, the uh, sorry this uh, gifted and called uh, series, and uh, they sent it to my house. It's just a it's a book with this like uh, inventory that you do, um, and it was also an opportunity after that inventory or assessment to meet with a spiritual director, meet with an interviewer who could help you walk through um, what your gifts were. And so I did that process, and it was absolutely powerful. It took several hours to go through and pray through it and think about it. Um, and as I completed it, uh, I was grateful that I was going to have to someone to help interpret it for me because there's a whole lot of information, and it leads you to these what, these are the areas that you are uh, your, where your gifts are, and there was uh, most of them seemed to make sense, but a few of them didn't. So when I uh, was assigned an interviewer, by the grace of God, I was given Kathleen to be my interviewer. And I say the grace of God because, as you heard her story, is so much like my story. While she's been so much more accomplished in her professional life than mine, you know, we're both nurses. We both um, have a PhD. We both taught nursing. Uh, we had similar interests. We have or similar aids. Um, we think the same things are funny. We, it was just really <laughs> the most amazing opportunity to connect with someone um, just out of the blue. And so, anyway, I just felt like that was God's beautiful grace to um, to bring you into my life and to help me through through this process. So um, that's how we met, and it's been a, a great journey since that time. You know, and it's it's amazing to me that you know, God can connect us from a distance and the way he's able to use technology and, you know, the Holy Spirit can move through all of that. So I think good for us to remember in this challenging time of COVID that, you know, the Holy Spirit can do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. So thank you, you know, so and, much. And I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, if, um, if it hadn't been for COVID, um, I'm, I don't know how they assign people to meet with and whether they would have wanted me to meet with someone closer to where I live. Um, but in actuality, I would have never met you in Rapid City <laughs> had not had it not been for this, uh, you know, situation that we were in. So anyway, I think that's too, you're right with such, such a gift of the Holy Spirit that we were able to connect in the way that we did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You you have been a gift for me, that's for sure, Madeline. Yeah. 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 So um I was just, you know, thinking about those areas that you were gifted in and um do 
you know, which which ones kind of rise to the top for you? Which ones do you well, see the Lord moving in today? You know, for me, the ones that um, resonated the most with me and that are very comfortable to me are the gift of um, help and the gift of hospitality. Both of those have been um, gifts that I enjoy, gifts that I feel like God um, allows me to do without too much struggle, and He just provides a way for me to do those things um, in, in surprising ways. So... Um, those those gifts have been incredible. You know, and I, I think what we will do, since you and I are both teachers, is we will come back and um, learn a little bit more about how you work with those gifts and go through those yeah. three signs of a charism and four characteristics of a charism when we return. Yeah, I think that would be great. So stay with us here in Real Presence Live. We'll be right back after this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time. And since he is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. There was a lady that was away from the church for 50 years. And by accident, she turned on the radio on, in her car one day, was flipping through the stations, started listening to Catholic radio, and began to realize what she's been missing, and mm. realized that she didn't really understand the faith she was born with. And she is now back in the church, and she is enthused about her faith after 50 years. Another lady said, you know, I had an abortion years ago. I would like to come onto your radio station, be interviewed sometime, and talk about it so that people would understand what abortion truly is. She did that after listening to one of the new radio stations that we've got. So, you know, when you hear reports like that, you say, where else could I spend my dollar to get that kind of results? And uh, uh, so it's, uh, it's a real blessing. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis along with Kathleen Kavorik. And we are broadcasting live from Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the beautiful Rapid City, Black Hills area. 
We are having a great interview today. I am I just am loving where this show is going, Kathy. I am loving where it is going right now. Well, I think there's just nothing better than for those of us who are Christians, Catholics, to share our walk with each other in yeah. the Lord. So Madeline Audison is here with us. And Madeline, thank you so much for being willing to share your journey. Um, so we had just talked about the called and gifted program that uh, Madeline was that Madeline had done and we as because both of us are teachers we would like to just do this little teaching sidebar for you if, for those of you who are interested in learning more about your gifts of the holy spirit and so we're going to talk about kind of in the interview process how I worked with Madeline with the gifts of the spirit and Madeline's going to I'm going to tell you the three signs and four characteristics and Madeline is going to tell you how she used those in real life. So the, um, the first part on three signs of a charism, if you are operating in your gift of the Holy Spirit, you will experience an inner experience of satisfaction and joy. It's very energizing. We may actually have the sense that we're in our place, that we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. The second sign of a charism is that it's effective. And um, we're effective without super effort on our part. So we really feel the Holy Spirit moving. And the last sign of the charism is that we receive um, affirmation from others. So, Madeline, uh, do you have an example of one of your charisms that you worked with and can share a little bit about those three signs? Yes, I do. Um, and it's interesting, as you were talking about these again, that um, I, I mentioned that what I feel the most comfortable in are these charisms of health and hospitality. Um, but actually, the charism that I scored the highest on was in pastoring. And yes. when I first saw that, it was surprising to me because I'm thinking to myself, that term of pastoring always sounds like uh, not me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, and, you know, when I when I read the definition about building Christian community, uh, it is something that I, that I enjoy doing, and I had not been doing that as much over these last um, maybe four or five years prior to doing this assessment. So, um, anyway, I think that's one of the reasons why I feel like I've been drawn to rediscover what that is for me and make some choices and decisions in my career that lead me back towards that uh, charism. But in terms of examples for um, feeling like health, for instance, it's one of my uh, gifts. And, you know, I, I always feel drawn to help people. And sometimes you have to be careful that you're not doing more than you want. But, you know, as you mentioned, this idea that it becomes kind of a uh, feeling of, of being, it's just natural. And so sometimes when people ask me to do something, I, I can say yes without a hesitation because I just feel like, yes, I'm supposed to do this. Um uh, the second thing you mentioned was about it being effective, and usually it is. It's usually somebody's asking me where I'm connected into a place where someone has asked me, and I happen to be able to do it, and it's just at the right time in the right place. I don't have to say, or I don't have to think, um, oh, do, I'm, I'm not going to have time to, for instance, make a meal for someone, or I'm not going to have time to go do this, because it just falls into place. And it's exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. So wow. that's not me, of course. Yeah, you, you sense the Lord working through you. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, 
And, 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 the, the, and the last piece you mentioned, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, the affirmation that you get from others. Yeah, and it's, and it's not affirmation of, oh, you did such a great job or, you know, oh, that was really great, that kind of thing. It's just more of, it, it, it's what I needed at the time, and thank you for being available, that sort of thing. And then that lets me know that this is this was of the Lord, this was of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't like anything I made or anything I, I put together was so perfect or great. As a matter of fact, sometimes I wonder, oh, golly, they maybe should have ordered out, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But nonetheless, it was just the lack of them having to prepare, think, or um, expend any more effort in doing it. And so I feel like God has just allowed me to have opportunities to do that in many ways, Um, and And, and it comes together. Yes, yes, and, and people sense the Lord through your operating in that gift. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And then um, the four characteristics of a charism that, again, if you think you're operating in the gift of the Spirit, you can kind of look at this as a kind of a litmus test. So the first is that there are supernatural results. So the results are better than what we can do on our own power. So you really feel the Holy Spirit acting. Um, with any charism, any gift of the Spirit, it's always focused outward, and um, we freely give those gifts to others. The next aspect, uh, characteristic, is that it's received, not achieved. So we don't like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that we don't develop our charisms, but it, it's not a works mentality sort of thing that we're kind of flogging it and trying to make it better. So um, received and not achieved. And then there's a long-term aspect to charisms where uh, the charism, uh, we will likely have it and keep developing it for life. Sometimes the Lord does give us a certain gift to use kind of for a one-time situation. Like, I have received the gift of healing, you know, to use in a certain circumstance. Um, but usually these are long-term gifts. So, so Madeline, do you have another example that you can think of for, for that one that will illustrate some of those characteristics of the supernatural results focused outward, received, not achieved, and long-term? Well, I have some examples, and these are so simple, and I hope that's the message today, is that, um, you know, our gifts aren't something that we have to do, big, huge, gigantic things. They can be very small things that maybe even yes. the world doesn't know. It's just something that you know with the person that you've done this support with. So an example that comes to my mind is recently we had a dear friend who came um, to stay with us. Um, she's from uh, Arizona, and um, anyway, she has... Um, health issues. Uh, she's actually um, has cancer and is not able to move up and down the stairs and we live in a two-story home. So when she was going to come stay with us, which wasn't the original plan, she had a different plan, but the first plan she had was going to be requiring her to climb stairs. And so then the last minute, the day before she was coming, she ended up coming to our home. And so um, I said oh, well, to my husband, well, we can't have her stay upstairs because she can't climb the stairs, so we're going to have to move out of our master bedroom downstairs and let her stay there with her mom, and we're going to have to go stay upstairs. Now, my husband doesn't have the same gift of hospitality. He's like, what are you talking about? Are we going to give up our, our bedroom and our bathroom? Like, it just makes sense. It's just the easiest thing. It's, it's the easiest for her. It'll make her trip so much helpful, and it's no big deal for us. 
So at any rate, that's what we did. And so it was just so an automatic, uh, this is what we have to do. And we made, it didn't take that long for us to move some clothes upstairs, vacate some space, and allow her to be able to be in our master room. And she was there for a week, and she had lots of things she was coming and doing, lots of people she was seeing. So we saw her intermittent times. But really, it just turned out to be so wonderful because it allowed her to have freedom, to have her own space, allow her to be there with her mom, and and allowed us to keep doing the things we were doing and allowed her to have people come over, allowed her to be able to visit uh, with some dear friends who she hadn't seen in quite a long time. So um, it it was a very, it was almost, I say supernatural because it was an automatic thing that I think that's what we need to do. I feel like it was an, uh, very focused on her needs, and certainly the Lord just gave me time when she was coming to be able to make all these arrangements so quickly. Um, and long term, I can't tell you um, the, the effect it had on her and her mom just to be able to have the peace and the comfort um and honestly, the long-term gift it's given me in my heart to know that I helped someone who is such a precious friend. That That is wonderful, Madeline. And I'm really glad that you emphasized that... Um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit aren't always those out-of-the-ballpark gifts. You know, there certainly are those gifts, mm-hmm. miracles and healing and prophecy and discernment of spirits and speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. But there's also helps and hospitality and craftsmanship mm-hmm. and administration and mm-hmm. leadership. So mm-hmm. it it's so wonderful the way the Holy Spirit gifts the entire body um, mm-hmm. and and he knows us so well and gives us those gifts that build, I think, often on the natural talents the Lord has gifted us with. Do you, Madeline, do you have any words of wisdom for our listeners right before we go to break here? You know, I think that for me, uh, these gifts that I've mentioned, the issue of help and hospitality, are those that come very uh, easy for me. But secondly, the the gift of pastoring is really my highest gift, and it is a gift that I really recognize that God um, is trying to get me to, to use more. And I think that all of us have gifts. We can't hide them, and it is what we're called to do. You mentioned early on that we it's part of our shield. I feel like these gifts are part yes. of our shield. So I, I just say, you know, when you have a gift, God wants you to use it, that sometimes we have to abandon uh, good to be the best, which is something uh, St. Jerome said for us. So I I think that our gifts bring us to that place. I, I love that, Madeline. And Madeline will be, thank you, Madeline, for being here with us in this second segment. And uh, you'll be back with us for the ending part. So we're not going to say goodbye to her. Up next, you're going to meet Nick Trask, who will share his experience of learning more about the Holy Spirit and staying tuned in on a daily basis. So I can't stay with wait. us. I can't <laughs> wait to hear his interview. I think that it's going to be super great to um, not only are Trask legendary in the Rapid City area, but now they will be legendary throughout the entire listening area (laughs) here on Real Presence Radio. So stay with us. When we come back, we're going to have a great conversation. 